Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray and we'll get into the word. Father, we just commit the rest of this service to you. We fully believe. We believe in the anointing. I have faith in the anointing. I believe that you have anointed me, Holy Spirit. For the Spirit of the Lord has risen upon me. And he's anointed me to preach and teach the gospel of the good of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The good news of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Holy Spirit. You're leading me and guiding me and filling my mouth now. I will speak forth as the oracles of God for your glory and for your honor. I thank you for hearts receiving the word that people in here will not just be hearers, Lord, but by your grace become doers. And as doers, as the Bible tells us, we shall be blessed. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, we've been on a series of in here for quite some time called Be Being Filled Amen. with the Spirit. And I don't even know if I have that scripture. Do you have that scripture? Be being filled? Anyway, I don't have it on, with me right now, but I'll look it up. Ephesians 5. Oh, man. Look at my Bible. I've got more tape on my Bible, but that's all right. Ephesians 5. Somewhere in here in my Bible. It's in the area that's torn up. Anyway, Ephesians 5.18 says this, And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. And we talked about the Greek meaning of those words, be filled. It's supposed to be a continuous action. It's supposed to be something that is a lifestyle for you and me. We are to be being filled with the Spirit. And I'm telling you right now, I cannot again, I said this last week, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart all the way down to my toes. This is what is needed right now in the world today for Christians to be filled with the Spirit. We need to be different than those in the world. People need to look at us and see something different. Amen. They should see something that they desire. They should see something that they want. They, we should be a neon sign for the goodness of our God. They ought to look at us and say, man, they've been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. It was said of the disciples, wasn't it? Glory to God. Is, I'm a disciple of Christ. How about you? I'm a follower of Christ. How about you? I, I, I don't want you to have the mentality, maybe someday, are you a child of God? Are you born again? Then this is true right now. You're different than those in the world. This is not your home. I don't care where you, whether you live in Belgrade or Bozeman or Three Forks or where you might live around here. Listen to me. You are not of this place if you're born again. Heaven is now your home. Your true citizenship is in heaven. That's why I've, you've heard me say this before. We have got to be heavenly minded. We have got to be eternity minded. Because what happens here on this earth is temporary. And is subject to change. But glory to God, heaven is forever. Forever. Eternity is long. Really, really long. <laughs> it never stops. It never ends. Wrap your little mind around that one. I'm serious. It's so hard for us to comprehend and understand things like that. I remember one person, uh, uh, I don't remember who what the guy's name is, but he was doing a teaching and he had a, a huge long rope and it was on a big stage and the rope just went, went all the way off the stage and he had a little, little piece of tape on one end of it. And he said, that's your life here on this earth. 
And this is eternity afterwards. And, this, you know, of course, you can't see the end of the rope. The point being is that's how long eternity is in comparison to that, that, little, that little space of time that we call living here right now on this planet. But I, 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 we've got to understand that we are spirit beings. I was just pondering this and thinking about this recently. I'm a spirit. I have a soul. I live in this body. This isn't a real me. I don't know about you, but I'm glad this isn't the real me. I'm not saying I'm some ugly dude. I'm not saying that. Why are you laughing, Gary? <laughs> but what I'm trying to get across is, listen, I, I, my spirit, my spirit, oh, glory to God, my spirit man does not grow old and decay. This physical body does, but my spirit man is renewed day by day. Ha! Did you hear what I just said? Isn't that glorious news? The, the real me, the man on the inside, lasts forever. And I'm uh, on the inside, I got God's life in me. I got eternal life in me. I got the Zoe God kind of life in me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now, why am I saying all this? Because I want you to get a hold of the fact that you're a spirit. That you now belong to Almighty God. And we're not just supposed to be here on this planet taking up space. We're supposed to be making a difference on this planet for Jesus Christ. Do you really want that? Do you desire that? Do you want to make an impact for Jesus? I don't want to just get into heaven. You know what I'm talking about? Just sputtering and barely making it in. When you get up to the line, you know, like when you're running a race, they got that little thing across the line, you know, and you go busting through it and stuff. You get up there and you... And you, and you can't even hardly bust through it, you know. You're barely making it. I don't want to live like that. I want to live just sold out for Jesus. On fire for Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, you need to find somebody. Now, here I'm, here I'm fixing to say. You need to find different ones in the body of Christ right now. People that are alive today. And some of the older folks. But people you look up to. People you desire to follow after. People that inspire you. People that get you excited about living for Jesus Christ. Do you know that sometimes there are going to be people in your life, you're going to look at them and you're going to say, glory to God, that's what I want to be like. That's what I want to do. That's how I'm, we are supposed to, as Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Hear me. Hear me. Find somebody. And, 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 and listen, you don't follow after the natural. You follow after the spiritual. You follow after how they've lived by faith. And if you, I want you to look at me and be some, I want you to look at me and say, man, I want to be like Pastor Dan. And I'm not saying, I, I don't want you to act like me. That'd be really weird, wouldn't it? A bunch of me walking around. It'd be a fun world, though, wouldn't it? A lot of belly bopping going on, high fives going on, laughing going on. Anyway, but, but my point is, I want you to see the life of faith that I'm living. How I live by faith and not by sight. I want to tell you a little secret here. It's not always easy because we live in this natural realm. We're called to live by faith, not by sight, not by what we see, not by how we feel. Not by what we're hearing with our natural ears. It's not always easy. Because it's just, and I went to, oh, glory to God. Father God, I wasn't planning on getting off on this so much, but here I am. 
It is so easy right now in the day and age we're living in to get caught up in what's happening. All the COVID night, oh, it's coming back. Ah, it's coming back. It's coming to get you, get you, get you, get you, get you, get you one. Never mind. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Remember that song, John? <laughs> Hallelujah. But, it, it, you know, and then, then you hear about all the unrest and the anarchy and, and, and tearing the statues down. And next in line to be torn down are statues of Jesus because Jesus is a white man. He wasn't a white man. He was a Jew. Come on. It's so silly. I was reading some. Actually, I, I, uh, what is it called? Facebook or one of the places or on Instagram. I don't know what those I go on there, but I don't even know what I'm on. So there you go. <laughs> Shows you how good I am at that stuff. But it was like, I, I can't remember the guys. Uh, it was a black preacher. And he was talking about how, uh, how these people, these, bl- these black men came against him because he followed Jesus, a white Jesus. And don't you know that Jesus was white? And he said, no, no, no. I don't follow Jesus because he's white. Actually, Jesus was a Jew. And, 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 and he actually lived in Africa for a while. And then he went from there. He Because he, he went to Egypt. How many know that was true for a little bit? But then he came back. And, then, and, and, and so then, but what he was, the bottom line is, the point I'm trying to make is, I don't follow Jesus because of the color of his skin. I follow Jesus because of the fact that he saved my soul. He saved me and set me free. Glory to God. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're spiritual beings. Catch it. Get a hold of it. Speak it out of your mouth. I'm a spirit. I have a soul. Listen, I have a spirit that's been born again. I have eternal life now in me. Eternal life in me. God's kind of life in me. That's what's happened to my spirit. So there's nothing that could ever change that fact. I'm a born-again child of God. I have a mind that's being renewed with the truth of the Word of God. I'm renewing my mind with the Word. And you know what happens? The Bible tells us what happens when we renew our minds. The Bible, call, we, it says, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Get this, that word means metamorpho. That's the Greek word, metamorpho, where we get the word metamorphosis from. Have you ever seen them stinking, ugly caterpillars? I can't stand caterpillars. I don't want to touch a caterpillar. I don't know what it is being insects. I don't like them. The only thing I like about insects is they're small. I can stomp on them. Yes, but, but ugly caterpillars. I don't even like to step on them because they squish. Anyway, <laughs> it's true. Anyway, but the caterpillar, isn't it ugly? am I the only one who thinks a caterpillar is ugly? You think caterpillars are pretty? Oh, my. I, I'm, going so, well, I'm going there. But in the process, they're ugly. They go into a cocoon, and they go into a metamorphosis, and they bust out of the cocoon. It's a beautiful butterfly. Woo, look at me now. I can fly. I'm pretty. Look at me. Well, that's what's supposed to be happening with us in our minds. We're supposed to be getting the stinking thinking out, the world's way of thinking out. Get God's thinking in. I'm supposed to look in the mirror and see myself the way God sees me. And when that happens, I go from a, a, a place of being an ugly caterpillar into the place of being a beautiful butterfly. Woo, I'm pretty now. 
Okay, never mind. I guess I'm the only one that got a joy out of that. But so there you go. So we have a spirit that's born again, alive unto God. We have a mind that's being renewed with the, the word of God. And then what do we do? We live in these bodies. And I talked about this last week, I think it was, maybe a week before that. Our flesh wants to do what's opposite to our hearts. Our spirit, our spirit man wants to do what's right. Our spirit man wants to follow after God. Our flesh wants to do what feels good, what satisfies it. And if you have not found this out, if you're constantly feeding your flesh by yielding yourself to your flesh, you're going to find yourself doing things contrary to God and his will for your life. Do you want to live your life that way? I don't. If, if you're born again, let me just throw this out for free. If you're born again and you commit sin, what happens? The Holy Spirit comes immediately to convict us. Not condemn us, convict us of sin. Why? So that we get back up, we repent, we ask God to forgive us, and we move forward. We don't give up. We keep going forward. Amen. But we are, I haven't, I'm on the beginning, I'm in the beginning of the beginning of my message. I, this is my introduction, and I haven't even gotten to the first part of my introduction yet. We are spirit beings. We are supposed to be different in this world. I want everybody in here to have somebody that you're following after, somebody that loves Jesus Christ, someone that has done a, a great deal for the kingdom of God on the earth today. Follow after those people. Follow after their faith walk. Desire to be like them. Study them. Learn from them. Amen. I don't care where you're at in your walk with the Lord. I don't care how many years you've been walking with God. The bottom line is, are you doing what God has called you to do? Amen. You know, he's talking about how, how, you know, we have, what is it, 80,000 people we make contact with. And out of those 80,000, we're supposed to lead or have, uh, uh, play a role in needing seven of those 80,000 to the Lord. I don't want to just lead seven of them. I want to lead a whole bunch more than that. Because guess what? As much as he's declaring that, there's still a lot in the body of Christ who never, ever tell others that they're Christians. Isn't that sad? It's the truth. So what are we going to do about that? Well, let's make up for them and let's reach more. How many times have I told you, let's get busy. Let's be serious about this. If you really believe that we're living in the last of the last days, you need to understand this. We are living in the last of the last days. We got to get serious about our walk with God. We got to get serious about sharing Jesus Christ with others. Those people in the world need to know Jesus. Amen. They need to know him because he is their answer, just like he was your answer, and he still is your answer. Praise his holy name. All right, praise God. We are to be being filled with the Spirit. We are to stay filled up with the Spirit. And lately we've been talking about in order to be being filled, we have to first be filled. Amen. And that's what we've been on. And I've been talking about the difference between the Spirit within and the Spirit upon. And I'm not going to uh, go through the whole thing about it. I just want to look at where I want to start off at. Let me just go right here to part three. What is the difference between being born of the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit? We looked at 1 Corinthians 12, 13. For by one Spirit, we are all baptized into one body. 
In other words, when you receive Jesus Christ into your heart, the Holy Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ. Everybody understand that? But then we looked at Luke 3.16, where uh, 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 John the Baptist said, He, speaking of Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. This is talking about Jesus baptizing us with the Holy Spirit. When we get born again, the Holy Spirit baptizes us in the body of Christ. But when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Jesus baptizes us with the Spirit of God. And notice, with fire. I said with fire. People sometimes wonder, uh, Pastor Dan, why are you always so excited? Why are you so enthused? Do you know that the word enthusiasm has God breathed in it? I think it's God breathed. I know in, God in, God in, in thus. Thus is the word, Greek word for God, and it is in. That's what, it, you, we're supposed to be enthusiastic. We're supposed to be fervent in spirit. The Bible tells us that. I believe it's in Romans 13, if I'm not mistaken. Somewhere in Romans. But, but I'm, I, I want a bunch of excited Christians. I don't want to go to a church where a bunch of people are sitting around going, my, my clock is not broken. And I see we've been here for a long time, Pastor Dan. I'm ready to go home. I got my spiritual notch in my bed because I showed up, but I'm ready to get out of here. You know, do you want to live like that? You know, I, I, I'm serious about this. I know from whence I speak, because this used to be the way I was before I got really turned on for Jesus Christ. I, I went to church, and I endured church. I just showed up to, to, to satisfy my mom. Come on, Daniel, you're going to go to church. I don't want to go to church. Come on, Daniel, you can go to church. I don't want to go to church. Come on, Daniel, come on, go to church. I said, okay, I'll go to church. Leave me alone, I'll go to church. But you know one of the big reasons I went to church? I'm going to tell off of myself. You want to know one of the biggest reasons? I used to make fun of the people when they were worshiping God. I went to a church where they did the Holy Ghost bop. I don't even know how else to tell it. But they, they, they get into the beat. Remember that? They kind of, they'd go to the beat and they'd kick their feet and everything. I'd laugh. Look at that. I was, obviously I wasn't doing it the right way. <laughs> now, how did I get off on that? What were we talking about? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. We should be excited about coming to church, amen? We should be enthusiastic for Christ. We should be fervent in spirit. We should be all the more as we see the day of Jesus Christ coming. All the more we should be coming together. In church, the Bible talks about, and we should be getting each other stirred up, get excited, getting, oh, glory to God, oh, oh, here comes Irene, I can't wait to tell Irene what happened this week, and go up and share something with her, and she looks and she says, is that all you did? And Irene said, let me tell you about what happened through my life this week. Glory to God. We need to be excited about living for Jesus. We need to be having, look, look listen, 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 we need to be having experiences in Christ. Did you hear what I just said? Do you think that living the Christian life means we just kind of, I'm saved now. I will go through life all prim and proper. Like a fuddy-duddy. Go to the first, what is it? The, the chosen, frozen chosen, thank you. Go to the church of the frozen chosen. Bless me if you can. I don't want to go to a church like that. I don't want to go to a church where I get excited, where I can lift my hand and worship God, where I can magnify the king, what he's done for me. I believe he deserves to be worshipped. 
He deserves to be praised. And what's so good about him? Listen to me. This is such an incredible truth. The more you come to know him, the more you fall in love with him. The more you fall in love with him, the more you want to know him. The more you get to know him, the more you fall in love with him. It's an endless cycle. I have no qualms about it. I am in love with Jesus Christ. I am excited to live for Jesus. Because, see, I get tiny glimpses of what heaven's going to be like. When God can come in the middle of my living room, like last night, and just come in his presence is so tangible that I am just bawling my eyes out. I don't just cry to cry. Keeping it real. But when something happens, when the presence of God shows up in my living room, in my, in my living room, and I am so moved, I am worshiping him. I am just, just laid out before him. There's, there, there's, that is something so special to me that God would show up and do that for me. But guess what? He'll do it for you. But you've got to set aside the time. He's not going to come and force himself on you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If he was going to do that, then he would force himself upon all the unbelievers and get them born again. How many know God's not going to do that? God is a perfect gentleman, and God abides by the rules he's set in place. He's given us our own free will. We have a choice to make. Will you live for him or not? Will you receive his gift of salvation or not? It's your choice. But see, after getting born again, you now have another choice. What are you going to do? You know, the devil, hear me now, the devil really doesn't care that you're born again. Oh, he doesn't want you to get born again. But once you get born again, he doesn't mind that. What he doesn't want is for you to start living for Jesus. What he doesn't want is for you to get a hold of these things and refuse to back off of it. Refuse to back down from it. Not going to be caring in the least what's happening around you. What people may think about you. Come on. You're intimidated by somebody that somebody's going to say something negative about you? Oh, you're one of those Christians. You're one of them Christians. Oh, here I is. And guess what? This Christian has your answer to help you get free from a life that you know you despise. He's the one that will come and save you and set you free and give you life and life more abundantly. That's my Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. Is that not something to get excited about? Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. Boy, I tell you what. Got to preach on me today, and I'm not getting very far. So we then looked at examples of the Bible, of different ones. First being born or born again of the Spirit, and then being filled with the Spirit. We looked at Jesus. In Matthew chapter 1, it talks about he was born of the Spirit. Amen. And then in Matthew chapter 3, it talks about the Spirit coming upon him. And he was then filled with the Spirit. The moment the Spirit of God came on him was the moment his ministry began. Oh, that's, see, see, right there, shouting grounds for you and me. Because, because, listen, Jesus said, the works that I do, you shall do also. Well, that ain't going to happen, first of all, if you're not born again. Second of all, if you're not filled with the Spirit. Why do I say that? Because Jesus was filled with the Spirit in order for him to do what he did. 
oh, Pastor Dan, Jesus is the Son of God. He could do whatever he wanted to do. Then why didn't he do it prior to that? Just saying. It wasn't until, see, again, and, and, and again, this is really one of those teachings that is so hard to grasp with your mind. You've got to trust God to give you revelation in your heart. But you've got to understand that even though Jesus was and is and always will be the Son of God, he laid aside his godly, his godly attributes. He laid those things aside to become a man, a human being like you and me. And that's, that's why the Bible says in Acts 10.38, how Jesus was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with power. And then he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. The same should be said of us. Get born again, then get filled with the Spirit. Then we can go about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. For God is with us. I don't heal. Let me, say, let me just throw this out to you. I don't heal in the name of Daniel. That ain't going to heal nobody. Nothing. Are you hearing me? But I heal in the name of Jesus. Jesus has given me the legal right to use his name. I have been authorized to go and do what he did. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'll tell you what, I, I'm preaching myself happy up here today. This has nothing to do with my notes, but i tell you what, this is so important to grasp. I have been authorized by the King of Kings to go forth and do what he did, anointed with the same spirit. Oh, thank you, Lord. There, see, if you catch that, and that gets in your head, no longer will you be intimidated to pray for people. Because you're not the healer. All you're doing is obeying what he's leading you to do. And when you step out in obedience to do it, you should expect to get the results. I was listening to uh, uh, Pastor Mark Boer. I always tear his last name up. Sorry if you're watching this, Pastor Mark. B-O-E-R is his last name. But anyway, he's the, where Brooke goes to church over in Boise. And on, I believe on Wednesday nights he has healing services. At least this, right now he is. And he made this t- statement. Healing is so easy. Healing is so easy. Yet we've made it. He didn't say this. This is me adding on to it. We've made it so hard. Why? Because we're, we're allowing ourselves to be moved by what we see or by how we feel or by what we're hearing. Do you feel better? Do you feel better? See what I'm saying? That, is that called living by faith? Or is that called by living by sight and how you feel? It, should, it has nothing to do with how you feel. When someone prays for you, what should you do? Start rejoicing. But what if your body hurts, Pastor Dan? What if things get worse, Pastor Dan? Still rejoice. Keep rejoicing. Faith is not moved by what you see or how you feel. Faith faith is not moved by what the doctor says. The only thing you're moved by is what does the Bible say. And the Bible says we are to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It goes right back to that word last week talking in my God shall supply. You lay hands on the sick, they shall recover be made well oh thank you i'm getting happy just see how really it is easy all we're called to do is what god's told us to do what he's instructed us to do in his word but too many christians are intimidated to step out and do that because what will happen if they die you are not the healer 
You're not the healer. If you pray for somebody in faith, and you do what God's told you to do in his word, you should fully expect to get results every single time. But, oh, there's a but. Oh, unfortunately, there is. You're dealing with somebody else who has a will of their own. And a lot of times, other Christians who are dealing with stuff refuse to accept the fact that healing already belongs to them. And if their body doesn't change, if their body doesn't feel better, they say, I must not have got it. As I, as I heard one minister say, it's like this. You pray for somebody that's been dealing with some, stomach cancer. They can't keep anything down. And someone, we, someone comes anointed by God and, and lays hands on this person and, 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 and for healing and glory to God. They're all excited about it. And so they go home. They try to eat something. And immediately they throw up. You know what the majority of Christians will do right there and then? I must not have gotten it. See, this, this, this will help you so much. What should you do? Even if you go home and you throw up again, you should have get up, wipe off your mouth, and said, like I said, devil, by his stripes I am healed. When that, those hands were laid upon me, those weren't the hands of that minister. Those were the hands of Jesus. I am healed. And refuse to back down until you see the manifestation of your complete and total healing here in this realm. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not getting much in my notes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I have heard ministers say before that when you preach like that, you're giving people false hope. You're making people believe that somehow you can make God do what you want Him to do. I'm going to tell you, from the bottom of my heart, hear me now, that's wrong. That's not Bible. That's not Bible. First of all, when I give somebody the word of God, <laughs> I'm not giving them false hope. I'm giving them living hope. And if I do things in accordance with the word of God, and I'm doing it as the spirit of God is leading me, anointed by the same spirit Jesus was anointed with, I, I'm, I'm just going to keep it real. I expect the results. I expect the results. Now listen, if a person you've prayed for doesn't immediately manifest the healing of God in their lives, don't sit back and say, well, it must not have worked. Don't say that. Did you obey what Jesus told you to do and lay hands on the sick? Did you do that? You didn't lay hands on the sick in the name of your, whatever your name is. You laid hands on the sick in the name of Jesus. And then what? They shall recover. If there, if there is any issue, please understand me, and I'm not trying to be mean toward anybody who's watching live stream or anywhere else. If there's ever an issue, it's not on God's end. It's on the receiving end. But no, stop. Wait a minute. Hear this. 
Hear what I'm fixing to say. But God, but God, out of his great love for you, if there's any issues with you on the receiving end, out of his great love for you, he'll show you what it is. Don't doubt yourself. Don't. If you're going to doubt anything, doubt your doubts. That's the truth. Refuse to accept. And, 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 and I, you know, I, I'm just going to, I have, you guys know this. I have a brother-in-law who's believing God for healing in, where cancer is concerned. I mean, he was given up to die well over a year ago. And he's been dealing with, I mean, they're amazed that he's still kicking. I'm just going to say it that way. But see, I, I, I keep getting this from the Lord. I, I, God gave me a spiritual song for him. I choose to fight. He gave me a word for him the other day. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't quit was the word. Don't quit. Don't quit. Because he's smack dab in the middle of this fight. This fight of faith. And when you're going through something like this and your body's screaming out and he's, I'm sure in his pain, body is racked with pain. John knows. He was, he was healed of cancer. Racks your body with pain. And you've been standing for so long. And you're like going, God. Do not give up. Do not throw in the towel. You've got to keep standing no matter what. I choose to stand. I'm standing on the word of God. I put on the full armor of God. There's nothing you can throw against me, devil. I refuse to back down. And now listen, what I'm fixing to say, oops, is not sacrilegious. I heard, I've heard Brother Hagin say this. He said, he looked at Jesus and said, now Jesus, you'd have to call me a liar to say that I'm not believing for this. What is that called? That's called, that's called gumption. That's called confidence. Confidence in the fact of his, the, that he has chosen to take a stand on the word of God and not back off. The point I'm trying to make is there are going to be many things come against us in the natural realm to try to get us to let go, to give up on our faith. What are you going to do? You know, the thing about it, and, I, and again, my brother Paul, if he stepped off into eternity today, my love for him would not change one bit. I would not think less of him at all. I mean, my mom was killed in a car accident. My dad died of lung cancer. I had a little baby girl go home to be with Jesus one week before she was to be born. Oh, God, why'd you bring that one up? But it's not going to make me back off of what I believe. You can't make me fall, get off of this stance. I'm on the solid rock of Jesus. And I'm going to keep on believing. And I'm going to encourage you. If you're believing for something, keep on believing. Your beliefs are based upon what? It, well, it, what, what, what God did for you, Pastor Dan. Well, you can use that to encourage your faith. But your faith has to be based on the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But once you get the word in you, and once you release your faith off out of you, keep standing till you receive the full manifestation of what you believe in God for. I've been standing where this church is concerned for now 13 years. 13 years. And I sometimes look around and I say, God, what's going on? But I refuse to back off of what he spoke to my heart. I'm continuing to stand. I refuse to be moved by what I see or how I feel. 
know if I keep living that way, I'm going to see the full manifestation of what I'm believing him for. Hallelujah. Paul Overball, you are healed in Jesus' name. You are healed in Jesus' name. And I, I've told him this before. Joan and I were there to lift, hold his arms up. When he begins to waver, we're going to be there to hold his arms up and encourage him in his faith. Amen. And, and, and again, I'm not speaking this over him, but if somebody dies and goes off into heaven, uh, I mean, we, I was just at the funeral of Pastor John Marks on Tuesday, the memorial for him. Uh, he preached over at, at, at Abundant Life. What a wonderful man of God. He was only 70 or 71 years old. I, I have no idea what happened. I don't know what it was the cause of his death. Was it a heart attack? But the bottom line is, guess where he's at? He's with Jesus. I'm not going to condemn him because the only thing I'm upset with him is he owed me a coffee. <laughs> it was so funny because they didn't have, they actually had a couple people already programmed in to share about pastor john they didn't open it up but if they, they had i was planning on getting up and i was going to say because what I ended up we would go over to abundant life and they had a coffee maker over there he would make me coffee me and pastor jonah coffee oh i just you know you, you don't want to be mean but it was the absolute worst coffee i've ever had and i don't know if we finally caught it or not if you got a hold of it or not because then we started meeting at a coffee place and buying our own coffees <laughs> anyway so my wife said, well, I'm very glad that didn't happen. I don't know if that would have gone over real well at the memorial. But anyway, but the bottom line where he's concerned, he's with Jesus. He's with Jesus. The one he's loved and served all of these years. I don't think anything less of him. I love him just the same. You see what my point is I'm trying to make here? But I, I don't want to be somebody who goes by the way of the devil and what the devil has meant to destroy me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I am determined to take the stand on the Word of God, the living Word of God, and again not be moved until I see the full manifestation. Amen. And you know why the devil fights that tooth and nail? You know why he comes against it so strongly? It's because he knows when that happens, there's a testimony coming. Out of great tests come great testimonies. To be able, I've already told Paul, and I'm still, I'm, Paul, if you're watching, he's going to stand up here and preach to you about the healing power of God. How many are ready to see uh, Paul Overball come up and preach here? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. We are spiritual beings. We have the life of God. And the moment we get born again, the Spirit of God comes and takes up residence in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is eternally defeated in this world. And then when, when, when the, the Spirit of God will come upon us and he will empower us to go and be great witnesses for Jesus Christ throughout this world. Amen. They were all filled with the Spirit and spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It empowered them. It, it, I mean, it, it, look at Peter. I'm going with getting in my notes, but just think about Peter. Here he was denying Jesus three times. Denied him three times. Walked with Jesus. I mean, was the most probably outspoken of the disciples. And yet he denied him three times. And Jesus had told him he was going to do that. And I believe it's in Luke's account, if I'm not mistaken. On the third time, the Bible says that Jesus looked 
and looked right into the eyes of Peter. And when Peter saw that, he just began to weep. Just couldn't, I mean, just, just overwhelmed him. Denying the one he, had, he knew was the Christ. And what did Jesus do when he was raised from the dead? He said, who was it, to Mary or Martha or somebody? He said, go get the disciples, tell the disciples and Peter. Peter was a disciple, but he, he was isolating him because he knew Peter would probably say, I don't deserve this. I denied him. But Jesus said, you go get the other disciples and Peter. And then Jesus ministered to him on the shore, kept on saying, you know, all these things, but do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Oh, restoration came, and then glory to God, he got on the day of Pentecost, Peter got filled with the Holy Ghost. Peter came down from the upper room, speaking in other tongues, tongues not known to man. And he's over there, and he's speaking away in other tongues, and everybody's laughing at him, saying they're drunk. And Peter stands up and says, hey, we ain't drunk as you suppose. We're drunk in the Holy Ghost. And he began to preach the gospel, and over 3,000, I think it is, 3,000, 5,000 people got born again right there. Boosh! Something happens when you get filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, I tell you, I, I know that today I ask God, and I do this every service, God, fill my mouth. I don't want to follow after man's plans. I want to follow after your plans. I know I didn't get far. I didn't even get beyond where I got last time. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I believe what I said was by the Spirit of God. We need to grasp this. We need to get a hold of this. We're Christians in this place. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old sinful nature has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And these things are of God. You've got His Spirit in. Oh, hallelujah. Life is in you. Eternal life is in you. That's why I like to always say now, Holy Spirit, quicken this mortal body. And I just sense that, 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 that life force just, just kind of... Hallelujah. Got to learn to imagine. God gave us an imagination. Use it in the right way. You got to start to see yourself. If you're dealing with sickness, you got to see yourself whole. If you're dealing with lack, you got to see yourself prospering. If you're, de- if you're dealing with being bound, you got to see yourself free. See it in here. Uh, what is it in, in John 3, 2? Beloved, I pray above all things that you may uh, prosper and be in health in all things, even as your soul prospers. In other words, you got to see it here before it comes out here. Get it in your heart, then it manifests out here. Hallelujah. We're supposed to be manifesting His glory. We're supposed to be going into a dark, dark world. How many, Gary was talking to me about the other day, saw him at Subway, and he was talking about, Pastor Dan, I tell you, I, I'm seeing it. It, it, the world is growing darker. It's quite evident. Darkness is just trying to overwhelm. But I don't care how dark the darkness grows, it is not and can never stop the light of God. ha. <laughs> I am the light of the world because I've got Jesus in me. He is the light of the world. Glory to Jesus. We are supposed to be making a difference in this world for Jesus. We need to be excited about living for Jesus. We need to, again, find somebody. Find you a Todd White or find you some other minister that you can just get excited about and follow after. I don't care who it is. That doesn't have to be me. 
I, I want you to find somebody that you can look at and say, I want to be like that person. I want to follow, in the faith again. I'm not saying, sometimes people went to Ramah, and this is the truth. They talked to us about this. People would go to Ramah, and they'd start to preach and, and do the mannerisms of Brother Hagin. Try to, you know, twiddle his thumbs and things like that. You're not called to be Brother Hagin. You're supposed to follow after his faith. Amen. We're all different. We all have different giftings. Thank God I don't lead the worship. And we have Riley to do that. We got Kelby to do that. I, I make a joyful noise into the Lord. Okay, that was supposed to be funny, but I guess thank you for the couple with smiles and grunts and everything else. But all of us, everyone in this room, I'm looking around the room, I believe every single one of you has received Jesus Christ into your heart. We're supposed to make a difference in the world for him. Do not be intimidated. This is not a matter of here and now. This is a matter of eternity. And I don't care. Listen, if you've got loved ones in your life, let me just throw this out there. This is, this is so important to catch. If you have loved ones in your life that do not know Jesus Christ, do not have the mentality, well, someday I'll talk to them about the Lord. The Bible says now is the day of salvation. Now. Right now. Has Jesus impacted your life? Has he changed your life? Because, see, if you really love these people, I went, I, this was not the easiest thing to do, but I pulled my dad aside with my siblings. We walked him out back. I remember where we were walking. And, we, and, we just, and I, I took the, you know, the bull by the horns. I went to him and said, Dad, we all need to know. Do you have Jesus Christ in your heart? Are you born? He was fixing to step off into eternity. He was dying of lung cancer. But he's, he, I, I took, I, 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 I knew that I needed to share that with him. Because what if he had said, no, I'm, I, it, I've never received Christ. What would, what would have been my next step? Let me, let me tell you about the one who's changed my life, Dad. You know how I lived. You know the things I did. You know I did the drugs. You know I used to get drunk all the time. You know I was a, a partier. You know I was a, a carouser. You know I was a fighter. I mean, I would fight people for the silliest reasons. But then Jesus came into my life, set me free. But glory to God, he said he, he did know Jesus. He did. See, I, I do not cry over the fact that my mom and my dad aren't here anymore. Because I know they're not gone, they're just in heaven. A very real place. And they're waiting there for me. They're cheering me on from the grandstands of heaven. Come on, Daniel! You can do it! Go boy, go boy! Look at him, he's preaching good today, isn't he, Jesus? Whoa, keep it up, brother! Okay, so I get simple. <laughs> the simple things of life get me happy. But, it's, it, but do, you, do you have people in your life that you know that aren't born again? Why are we intimidated to share Jesus with them? I'm not trying to say you force feed them the Bible. I'm not trying. You, you can't do that. You'll choke people. You'll have them push away from you. But you trust God for the open door. Believe him for the open door. When you hear it, something said and the spirit of God says right there it is. Then be bold about it. Don't be intimidated and say, well, I don't want him to get mad at me. I don't want him to get angry with me. I Maybe some other time. You don't know what's going to happen in their life. If a person leaves this earth, hear me now. Their eternal destiny is set. 
There's no turning back. I know I'm going a little bit long, but just bear me out. Their eternal destiny is set. Did they receive God's gift of eternal salvation through Jesus Christ, their son, his son? Or did they reject him? If they rejected him, there's no turning around. I don't think anybody in here wants any of your loved ones to go to hell. And I'm going to sow this out of... If you knew what hell was really like, you wouldn't want any of your enemies to go to hell. You've got to get bold about this. Uh, When I say this, I'm not saying this as a cliche, but you have their answer. His name is Jesus. This, you know what I'm trying to do this morning, I believe, by the Spirit of God? Inspire people to get excited about who they are in Christ and taking it out to the world. It's all because of him. It's his fault that I didn't get very far today. Because he's talking about going out. I don't know if there's people that are excited about this, going, you know, coming to this. But if you're being intimidated not to come because I don't know what I would do, just come anyway. And trust God to give you that holy boldness. Amen. I've already told him, I, 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 he, you know, he wanted to know if I was going to do anything. And I said, no, no, go, you, you, you can do it. You can do it. And, 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 and again, I'm going to let him share his testimony. That brother was a druggie. He stole, he, I don't know if he, I don't remember if he bought any fights or anything, but I'm sure he was a brawler. But now he's sold out for Jesus Christ. And so, what, you know, the, hallelujah, I don't need to get all into that because I'll be here for another 30 minutes. And everybody said, glory to God, let's go, Pastor. No. <laughs> We're talking about eternal life. We're talking about eternal life. Life has become so cheap because of movies and television shows. People are killed here. People are killed there. And, and, and from the perspective of a lot of people watching it, it's, it's well, that person deserved it, or, oh, I'm sorry, that person was killed by that bad person, blah, blah, blah. But the point I'm trying to make is the life is not put in the perspective of eternity. Because when a person dies in Hollywood, they can get back up. They were acting. But when a person dies in life, it's no acting. It's done. They're done. You hear what I'm saying? And did they receive Jesus Christ as a personal Lord? I, you know, when I, um, I, I can't, you know, it would be impossible for me to pray for every single person on this planet. See how I'm saying that? By name, obviously, is what I'm referring to. But there are certain ones I can be praying for, I need to be praying for, and I'm just, boy, I'm calling myself out right now. And I need to, be, need to be praying for more. I pray for you guys, for my church family. I pray for my family. But there are a whole bunch of people out there that, that need our prayers. And there are a whole bunch of people who need what we have. His name is Jesus. Let's get serious about this. You know, this church should be filled up. Not to glorify Pastor Dan. I don't, that has nothing. I want to reach more for Jesus. I want to see more people getting born again. I want to see more people filled with the Spirit. I want to see more people healed from sickness and disease. I want to see more people delivered and set free. Trained up to do the work of the ministry. That's my heart's cry. It's not about me. It's about Him. 
I want you to get a, jump on the bandwagon, so to speak. I want you to get excited about, you need to, I mean, one of the things about Ron, he was not here today. One of the good things about Ron is, first of all, he came from a very sorry lifestyle. He came out of a very bad lifestyle. In fact, he, if you sit and talk to him for a while, he'll tell you. People come up to him all the time and say, dude, are you the same Ron that I used to party with? What's up, dude? Can we not get some drugs? No, no, I don't do that anymore. Let me tell you about Jesus. He's bold about his faith. He's probably invited more people to this church than, I mean, isn't he the reason you're here? Casey and Cassie? I'm sure some of you could probably raise your hand and say, he had an impact in my life. Bottom line is, we need to tell others about Jesus. And then tell them about this church. I don't care what they're dealing with. I'm going to tell you a little secret. I don't even care if they're homosexuals. I don't care if they just got through uh, coming out of jail because of rape or something like that. I want people to know they can come in here and I'm going to love them. Where they're at. Trust in God to bring them to where I now am. And even beyond that. See how I'm saying that? People will say, I don't want no homosexual in my church. Why not? Who did Jesus go around? Jesus said, I came to heal the sick. Not those that are whole. Boy, he did it with me. I'm sure he did it. I mean, you know, you can put yourself in that same category, what he's done for you. So let's get serious about Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for allowing me to minister to you today. This was by the Spirit of God. I trust that you're getting the message that He's endeavoring to get across to each one of you. We have, we have, oh, I can't say this enough. We have their answer. His name is Jesus. Let's become eternity minded. Let's keep eternity on our minds. Remind ourselves that we're called to make a difference in this world for Jesus Christ.